we have been testing a different aspect of uh, the public opinion, the Jewish public opinion, on all matters of religion and state, and naturally the issue of uh, drafting yeshiva students uh, is one of them. Uh, and the poll that we conducted last week uh, was interesting, uh, particularly interesting, because on the one hand, it uh, maintained the same level of support for exemption of yeshiva students that we measured in previous polls, okay. namely 22% of the adult Jewish population. Only 22%. And that was the uh, the result of the poll that we conducted in the summer and uh, last week as well. But the uh, dramatic change is in the other two options we gave the respondents. One was a draft yeshiva student just like anybody else. Um, and if they don't want to enlist, uh, stop uh, subsidizing them, uh, stop uh, their payment. Mm -hmm. The other option was uh, maintain a quarter, a limited quarter of excelling yeshiva students who would be enjoying an exemption and the rest uh, should be drafted. And the dramatic change is in the internal ratio. The, the overall percentage of those who oppose the, the, the exemption is the same, 78%. Okay. 78%, including the majority of the good voters. But the internal division is, whereas in the summer only 31% said draft them all, and the others said uh, we uh, support a limited exemption. Now, 48% are saying draft them all. Really? So 50% more than in the summer are saying enough is enough. Yes, but you asked the question, do the security needs, you let it off yes. with the security. So it's kind of a loaded question. You, you sort of already put it into pers changing the perspective. Maybe that's why you had this big change. Well, that's actually uh, very interesting because, as I said, the overall, uh, 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 you know, division of opinion mm -hmm. uh, is consistent. Uh, we are, we didn't ask the question that way in the summer because there wasn't uh, this situation. But uh, uh, if whether we did ask the question acknowledging the impact of the war or not, uh, I mean, makes no difference. Everybody is now operating under that, uh, you know, that 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 uh, reality. Uh, so even if we didn't ask the question w with these particular words in mind, uh, it would have been the same. But frankly, it doesn't make any difference uh, because Hidush actually supports the uh, more, um, you know, the middle right. uh, option. Okay. Uh, we acknowledge the justification of supporting Torah studies, uh, and uh, we would like to see a limited quota. Um, we suggested uh, about uh, 10%, 12%, namely about uh, 1,200 a year. Uh, we we are dealing with a cohort of about twelve thousand every year uh, that reach draft age, uh, draft age. So we suggested about ten percent that would be selected based on objective uh, criteria of excellence, uh, not uh, you know relatives of the machers of the parties or 
family members of the of the rabbis, but those who truly excel, they not only should be exempted in our view, but should also receive a higher subsidy, a higher grant. Uh, but the rest uh, should be drafted, and our view is they should be uh, given the, the the IDF should be given you know first dips. Uh, first refusal, uh, and they should pick everyone who, uh, in their view, is uh, is um, uh, qualified uh, to do meaningful military service, and the rest should do uh, civil service, uh, national service. So, Rabbi Regev, I mean, you come up with this poll, and it, it reflects the opinion out in the public, but is the, are the politicians going to care about this? Especially well, with this, this is, current this is coalition. Very interesting, uh, because clearly they didn't care until now. Uh, and, and I think it should be stressed, you know, Chidush is, is, not, a, is not a partisan advocacy organization. Uh, we have people uh, who support us uh, from the right, center, and left. Uh, and, uh, and, and therefore, I, I should stress that both left, center, and right-wing parties facilitated the mass exemption uh, of yeshiva students all along uh, from uh, you know from from the uh, beginning of the state but uh, uh, you know primarily since 1977 when the floodgates uh, were opened and the numbers uh, increased uh, uh, you know in in a, in a, in, a, in a dramatic way uh, so um, until now, they didn't really care, and they were as cynical uh, as the worst, uh, uh, you know, myth uh, that one uh, may uh, uh, entertain mm-hmm. about politicians. Um, but I think it's a different story now. Right. Uh, and and the Likud and Netanyahu too understand they just can't deliver, even if they wanted to, they just can't deliver. Uh, what they took for granted maybe in previous years. Uh, the, the public wrath uh, would be so enormous that the, uh, uh, the price, the political price to be paid uh, is going to be uh, uh, great. Now, as an Israeli and a rabbi, with your finger on the pulse of, uh, of what's happening here, you, you had 87% of the ultra-Orthodox public support the continuation of the situation, right? Yes. But I'm wondering, what about the people who this affect? I mean, did you uh, question the young, the, the people between the ages of 18 to 25 or anything like that, how they feel about it? Well, I, 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 we did not do that kind of fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. Uh, altogether, you have to understand the 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 number of the ultra orthodox in the uh, in the sample uh, is limited. Right. And even though uh, you know this is a, a, a this particular one is a normal normal sample. No, I'm wondering uh, in, just about the people who are going to be in, impacted directly yes, about this but whole what, thing. But what what I'm saying is that if you if you trim it down mm-hmm. to those ages within the ultra orthodox participants in the sample, you wouldn't have a good enough sample uh-huh. uh, of those of this subgroup uh, to be able to draw conclusions. Now, I'm, I'm curious myself how someone like that who's oh. in yeshiva and watching everybody go to fight and is not participating, how they feel. So, so I'm probably the wrong person <laughs> to interview on that, other than uh, I regularly read the ultra-Orthodox media. Uh, and and I have to tell you, uh, we we you know they they some of their spokespeople 
uh, emphasize the, uh, that they fear that the uh, individuals who may go into the army are going to be, uh, uh, you know, um, turned into secularists, and, and, and that's the fear. That, that is not uh, the whole truth. It's not even, a, you know, it's not even the majority of the truth. There is a deep-seated theological rejection of uh, enlisting uh, Haredi men uh, uh, to the army. Of course, you know, Haredi women is a different story altogether. No women, in their view, should be serving in the in the army. The chief rabbinate opposes military service for women. Uh, but uh, but with regard to the theology, theology behind it, it has to do with the understanding that the October 7th war, as was the COVID pandemic, as was the Holocaust, are all God's doing. Mm. And if it's God's doing, and, you know, there, there is some divergence of opinion as to why exactly, and why now? But if it's all God's doing, then the remedy is not the army. The remedy, in their view, is prayer and study. And it's only prayer and study that's going to be uh, uh, providing defense uh, for the country, um, sustaining the world, etc., etc. So in their view, they really are. It, it, you know, Kari, if you remember, Minister of Communications, uh, Dr. Kari, yes. uh, who recently said uh, those that study Torah are more uh, uh, important for the defense of the country than those who serve in the army. Uh, that, that multiply that manifold, and you'll have the core theological position of the ultra-Orthodox. It's them, the, 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 the yeshiva students. Uh, who uh, protect the country and not the soldiers. It's not lobechai, lobechai, the lobechoach. You know, it's not, not by might nor by power.